Ladies, gentlemen, NBs, how's it going? How's it hanging? How's it banging? How's it slinging there? Buds? Buds? Bud? How you doing there, bud? Bud? Hello, what have we here? Do it yes. all right myself. <laughs> all right, um, you doing all right yourself there, bud? <laughs> is Bud going to be the new trigger sign? Trigger word for everything, Bud? All right, anyway. Um... <laughs> All right, it's, it's already chaotic as hell. But uh, yeah, is, uh, so yeah, big, big week. It feels like, Charlie, uh, maybe maybe, maybe we should give AEW more credit and the wrestling world in general more credit than we, than we do sometimes. But like, oftentimes there's complaining about, oh, there's like 75 months between these events and like WWE does one every month. So it feels overcrowded over there. So there's no... There's no like break if you follow WWE, but if you watch anything that's not WWE, then like you just feel starved for content. But like it's really not like that. Like, I feel like it's been like what three, four weeks ago that we just had another major show. We're gonna have another one two weeks after this other show or something like that. You know what I mean? Like three weeks after yeah. that show or something like. We're gonna have a tight summer, so it's gonna get really crazy. And this is a perfect example. We just reviewed uh, a New Japan show like what last week or was that a week before? Like whatever it was. You know, we're yeah, gonna Dominion review last more. Week. We got the G1 coming up, so that'll be pretty heavy coverage until, you know, we're going to have the G1. Will G1 be, I don't line up at the same time as Owen Hart, will it? I mean. No, I think Owen Hart will be like the a couple weeks before that. So we're going to be running from that tournament time. straight into the G1. So it's going to be like, yeah, our coverage is going to be tight for a while. The summer is going to be crazy, like like we said earlier this year. Um, and starting off with this coming week after this week, we're going to be having collision so you know uh, i guess get ready for that get hyped for that this is the, the last week of uh the sort of i don't know what do you want to call it the in-between style of coverage that we have between when there was a dark for us to cover still yeah to where ring yeah, of honor became and, the primary other thing and we kind of leaned on thankfully there's been so much good new japan to talk about that we've, we've kind of gotten away with it but we were kind of a little worried when they just suddenly canceled dark and we were like what that's like 20 percent of our show right there like what yeah we're back to now we got Five hours of televised AEW plus the two hours of Ring of Honor a week, so we're gonna we're gonna have fully loaded uh fucking content. It's gonna be pretty cool. Headshot, absolutely headshot. But anyway, um, yeah, I mean, so before we get into everything else, though, I mean, there's like there's so much nonsense going on. But something that me and you have been doing recently, um, I just think it'd be cool to share with the audience is we've been uh finally delving into the world. Uh, I shouldn't say into the world of Ice Fire, but I guess that's a good way to put it. Me and you have been reading through, well, I've been reading and you've been listening on audio uh, to a lot of George R.R. Martin stuff recently. Um, because, like, talk about content star, we got a while before the next season of House of the Dragon, so, especially with the writer's strike. So, like, Every you know, like, little crumb that comes out, I'm just, like, fucking fiending for so it. We, we, so, I started to finally, because you got me so hyped about it, that I finally decided to read it. Um, and I read through, like, 700 pages of a book in, like, what a week or something like that like <laughs> something uh, like that yeah <laughs> and uh somehow managed to retain the information like me and you have had like in-depth conversations about this like you've listened to that like probably what three or four times now but i've only read through it once and somehow I yeah i've listened it, so. from jaharis up i think pretty much three times four times some of it some of it four, all of it three and now I uh, convinced Charlie that we should get through. We should go through the entire actual Ice and Fire series instead of just like <laughs> the history book we were reading, Fire and Blood. Um, so I guess we're going to be stuck on that probably for like what the next three months or something, probably or something. Yeah, we got that. Um, that that's going to be fun to. I was going to read Dune. I was actually going to be the next book I was going to read because I saw a Dune in the movie finally. But we after reading Fire and Blood, 
Um, there's just so many things that are already like I'm already noticing in the main series when the thing come up. I'm just like ah, because I know a thing from Fire and Blood, you know, like yeah. Anyway, so just tie it all together. Case, yeah, in case anybody's uh, curious what we've been doing that's not wrestling related, that we've also been playing uh, some the new Fortnite season looks really interesting. I mean, I, I we played it a little bit, got four dubs in a row. The game didn't count any of them because, of course, you know, um, <laughs> fucking literally. And uh, yeah, so that's 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 uh, you know, obviously you guys can check me out over on Twitch at twitch.tv slash the uh, Occasionally, I get Charlie to get on and play with me when I'm streaming. Occasionally, sometimes, you know. But, you know, if you want him on there more, tweet at him, I guess. But, you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Uh, so and uh, before we get into the rest of the show, the stuff, um, <clears throat> let me uh, just let you guys know that you can follow me on Twitter at Bay Duke. That's B-A-N-E-D-U-K-E, as well as Charlie at O-Charlie with an X instead of an A. You can also follow the podcast at Eat Sleep Elite on Twitter. And yeah, make sure you go ahead and head us over there. Shout out to the people that uh, messaged in and talked about. You know, the Ring of Honor crew, if you uh, follow this podcast specifically for Ring of Honor, um, first of all, shout out to you. That's really cool. Second of all, um, I mean, that's pretty cool. I honestly haven't seen a lot of other shows that cover the Ring of Honor that's going on right now either. So um, I think it's kind of cool if people start to because I was saying to you, Charlie, offline that uh, I think it's a good chance that people will see what Athena is doing and what maybe even what Stu Grayson is doing right now and a few others. And they'll uh, seek it out. Yeah, I think so. Especially Zack Sabre being there like the last four weeks in a row or something. I think that really has helped uh, to make some people look at it that wouldn't have been there. And he's been doing good stuff, too. They're not just like misusing him. Maybe maybe people were big fans of Cesaro and WWE and they're like they're hearing about him outside. They're like, he has a fan base of people that follow him from all the way back in like 20. What is it? 2010 when he signed with the 2012, something like that. So I'm around there when he signed with the the whole video game realm with uh, Xavier Woods. So, oh, oh, yeah. I didn't even think about those people. Yeah, he was big on there. So that's true. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, maybe bringing in some new fans and checking out some more wrestling because uh the more the merrier absolutely so and then also just if you want to join our community over there you know because that's that's kind of the kind of so those like cool couple of messages that we got this week that's kind of what we're trying to build over there is is that sort of community style of um of wrestling community because honestly all online wrestling communities they fucking suck i'm sorry I, i love some of the people that do the shows that they build around but most of the communities themselves are fucking dog shit, you know, like I'm just saying, you know, like um, they're just full of a bunch of angry wrestling fans. They don't that never like anything. And, you know, if, if they listen to our podcast, they'd think we were crazy because they'd be like, oh, how do you like everything in AEW? AEW is trash or something like that. You know what I mean? Like fucking fedheads. But, you know, um, and yeah. So, I mean, um, other stuff we're going to talk about. Um, I'll just preview this because it's going to be probably a pretty significant part of the show. I think we're going to talk about the G one for a little while during uh, n- n- news. I don't know why I couldn't think of it during yeah. news. I wanted to call it. I wanted to call it notes. Um, but yeah, this is the last week before collision, y'all. I mean, so first of all, let's just talk about that. That should be so. I usually like to have a little like what what do you, what would you call this? The opening like ten minutes of the show. I like to have us like a little topic discussion that's completely it's, it's, separate. It's from the fucking else. it's the gathering around the water cooler, right? But absolutely, yeah, you're right. I is, mean. The last week before Collision, I, I, we were kind of joking earlier, like, oh, it's just, are we getting in the beginning stages before the dance? I mean, maybe. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, I was making that joke about the Dance of the Dragons, yeah, because it feels like but, the sides are, are forming, and we know what the one on Collision looks like. We have an idea, probably, what the other one's going to look like, you know? My um, my hope right now is, and maybe we're going to jump into next week's car, because we pretty much have all of Dynamite. We're getting back to getting all of Dynamite after Rampage. That's We need to be doing that again. Rampage, but, um, baby. You know, we're kind of I, Dynamite looks incredible. So if we can, if if Collision being here spawns 
more great dynamites and great collisions, that can only do create great stuff that catches people's eyes and gets people more into it. I, I think fuck the WWE mentality. Let them both be the A show. Oh yeah, no, and and we already kind of see with the graphics. I, I think they're going to be presented a little bit differently. You know, how dynamite always starts with people in the ring. Maybe collision doesn't. Maybe Collision starts with a CM Punk. I mean, Punk with CM Punk as like one of your main guys that can help creatively, yeah, and Brian Danielson potentially helping with that show as well. I'm sure because I'm sure just he's like how help Rampage has its thing with the main event. Collision's going to have its own thing. What's that going to be? I don't know. We don't know the commentary. Is, for is it going to be CM Punk yet. on commentary? That would be cool. We the fact that we don't know commentary yet it it kind of gets me a little excited. But I'm also – there's that part of me that's a little I would nervous. accept Kevin Kelly as one of the commentators at this point. Just him though. I, I don't want anyone else from New Japan. I, I, think, I think Kevin and Caprice makes a lot of sense. Maybe Kevin and Nigel. I got a feeling or Caprice Kevin, Nigel, is going to be There's a good dynamic there. You know? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Caprice kind of was given some hints. I, I feel like maybe Caprice is on it. But yeah, if, if we get Kevin Kelly, obviously that's going to be fucking cool. Um. I don't know. Where, what about you? Where, where are you? My for hype level, I'm I'm probably at like a good eight out of ten. Like I'm ready for. Oh, I'm at a ten out of ten because I want CM Punk back. Yes, yes. For CM Punk, ten out of ten. But yeah. But for for Collision as a whole, I mean, I'm excited to see what they do with it. I wish we had gotten like an announcement. I feel like the commentary team should be an announcement before that. Maybe that'll be this week. Maybe they'll be like, "Here's your commentators for Collision." I don't think that will happen though. You know. Um. So unless they do that, but you know, I don't think they will. But I think they're going to announce it on Dynamite. Oh, who the who commentators will be? Maybe. I mean, it could be Maybe cool. Maybe we'll introduce them. Maybe it'll that, be new I'd people. be okay with that. I just don't know if they will. It doesn't doesn't seem like the kind of thing AEW would do necessarily, you know what I mean? It just feels a little too formal, you know? if Because if, TK just doesn't come out to, to talk, you know what I mean? Unless it's something big, you know what I mean? Or something important to, like, he's a bit like, we'll talk about. For all we, we know, there could be a press week. release in 30 minutes. <laughs> I kind of I hope that happens. That way we can at least talk about it because the yeah. podcast will still be going by then, you know what I mean? So um but yeah other than that though um the, i guess the important thing to know will be that uh we, like how we used to do before where i would cover dark elevation and charlie would cover dark well, I'm, I'm mostly be covering collision i mean we're both gonna watch both shows obviously oh but, yeah but uh and ring of honor and then charlie will be still covering dynamite and rampage and we've talked about this before but just to give everybody the rundown of what it's gonna be like when we get there you know um because uh collision is obviously going to change the dynamic of the show quite a bit i I imagine maybe we'll even add like 15 more minutes to the already ridiculously long show uh you know yeah i think collision is going to clean it out to a a, a probably a solid it's going to be over 90 minutes each time now yeah i think sometimes we manage to get under there just when it's a weird week of slow not necessarily as important stuff post pay-per-view sometimes they're like that for aw you know or 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 like the week before pay-per-view or something you know but um but I think we'll have a lot more to talk about now. I mean, there'll be weeks where some crazy shit happens on Dynamite and some crazy shit happens on Collision, and it makes AEW just look awesome, you know. Like, and there'll be weeks where they're both kind of, you know, like. I, I I'm very excited actually. I'm I'm ready for the uh, internal fucking Dynamite. Well, I'm just collision. saying, there's gonna be a week where both Dynamite and Collision are kind of like, nah, you know, okay, you know. And <laughs> we're just like, by the end of the week, we're like, what? What is fuck, the fuck fucking both? This week? R- wave my Rampage flag, dude. Come on, this is Rampage, baby. <laughs> but uh, where are my yeah. Ring of Con enjoyers? Um, Ring of Con, yes. Um, but yeah. So as you guys know, what we like to do around here, we like to start off with our favorites. It's an even number episode. Therefore, I am taking the lead here. Um, again, I think we had some pretty good matches on Dynamite, but uh, I, I'm gonna go. I'm going with the Texas Tornado match. 
So we had Jack Perry and FTW champion Hook take on a defeat LFI, which uh, was Preston Vance and Jalistico. I posted a tweet this week on our uh, Twitter, kind of talking about Jalistico has been someone that's been catching our eyes a lot. And we're going to get into it during Ring of Honor, but I think he had the best Ring of Honor match as well. Um, He's on fucking fire. He's getting an opportunity. He's taking advantage every single time he's in that in that position. So here's the thing. Preston Vance is kind of the story of this match, right? He's bleeding all over Hook. Hook, I don't believe Hook was cut open, but Preston Vance is gushing on him, like literally gushing on him. Um, As you'd expect, LFI jumped Perry on the ramp, beat him up in the entrance. Uh, There's cable cords in the ring. Vance is beating Hook ringside with a chain. That's where he ends up getting cut open. Hook low bridge. They're brawling into the crowd. Side note, I'm loving this side of Hook. About about a month ago, we were we were we were petitioning pretty hard. Like, let's let's get Hook back in the flow here. You know, we we felt him lose his pop a little bit on Dark, and you know, it's like, damn, did they did they miss completely on Hook? Uh, some genuine concern happened. Someone someone back there, fucking they they felt the same way. Because next thing you know, Hook's involved with the uh, firm deletion, and now he's back in Jungle Hook, and in my opinion, put on the best match this week, put on my favorite match this week, I should say. So Perry so, ends up choking him out, uh, cho- choking out Jalisco with the cord. And then yeah. he rips the mask to a point where I actually thought they were going to run an angle where they take off his mask. It, it, it was like his face was basically fully out for a second. And yeah. Uh, but what were you about to say? Oh, I was just going to say for Hook, I, I kind of agree with you. Like, I, that's what I was saying for a little while. I was like, I just, I feel like they just missed on Hook. Like you said, like, I just, they, there was a time when maybe he could have worked. And I'm not saying that he won't work now or that, but I think when him and Jungle Boy were together, there was a little bit of like, not, I think as much energy, but the crowd really liked that team, you know? And I was thinking about this when I was seeing them on my screen during this match. <clears throat> them, they're two really young, really yes. good looking dudes who are technically second, you know, second generation. Um, I'm going to say entertainers since Jungle Boy's dad wasn't a wrestler, but you know what I mean? Like um, at least second generation entertainers though. You know what I mean? Who yeah. have kind of been overlooked recently. You know what I mean? Like Jungle Boy for all intents and purposes, like I said, kind of until this four pillars thing was really not doing shit until Christian Cage came back, which is really sad for him and a really big indictment on how much they see in him, you know, like, so not to shit on Jungle Boy when he was just in one of the best main events we've had all year, but I mean, yeah. like, it's, you know, like, I I can't not sit here and acknowledge that this is something that needed to happen a while ago. And, you know, I'm a little concerned, though, Charlie, that I think they, they may not still be together after this. I think this is a like, limited time thing, probably. Yeah, I, I hope not. Um, But, yeah. Uh, so uh, we hit we hit to that commercial break, you know, the brawling still going on. We come back. Jalisco hits this beautiful double stomp on Jack, who uh, was tied up in the ropes. Hook leaps off the barricades. He pops Preston with a chain-wrapped punch. And that, uh, you know, at this point, Preston just, he's bleeding all over the place. It's pretty fucking metal. I don't know if it was intended with how quick it happened. Uh, Perry, you know, he tries to hit a dive, but Preston catches him. Jalisco falls with a leap, leap off the top to the floor. Um, they got two tables set up ringside. Hook fought off a double choke slam. Hit an overhead throw on Jalisco, and then um, his mask is like still ripped all over the place. Preston then hits a discus lariat on Hook, and if you guys have not seen the gif of this, do yourself a favor. It is a fucking heat-seeking missile. 
Uh, Preston Vance, we've covered before, just, you know, one of the Nightmare Academy trainees. He, he is just a professional wrestler, and he's fucking great at it. And it's little things like that. The way he hit Hook, I thought he killed Hook for a second. Um, he then wraps the chain around the neck. He goes to the apron. Dude, can Jack- you imagine if they had never taken Preston's mask off? Oh, no, I, yeah. No, that I'm so glad. But um, they get to the apron. Perry hits a chair shot to the head on Preston. Hook then hit a T-bone suplex off the apron through the tables as Perry spikes Jalisco with a DDT in the ring. Jose jumps in, he's ripping off his shirt. He's hulking up, and then he gets choked out by the Red Rum. Uh, Perry hit the snare trap on Jalisco, and Jungle Hook got the double tap for the victory. I, I, you know, I got to tell you, I thought this benefited all four guys. And that's something, you know, if we're going to do these, you know, little one-off two-week feuds, like it seems like this might be, they've set it up last week, maybe ended it this week, because I don't know where you go from here. You know, if we're going to do a little two-week feud, have everyone come out of it looking great. And even Jose got the, got a little reaction from hulking up, you know, he's always going to get that reaction. So, yeah, but um, that was it for me, for my favorite this week. Uh, again, I, LFI, I think, is on between Ring of Honor and AEW and Andrade returning uh, next week at Collision. LFI stock is rising, rising, rising. And we got some news about uh, an LFI member coming up here shortly. But um, that being said, what was uh, what was your favorite this week in our kind of uh, loaded up dynamite here? Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I was, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to surprise anybody here. I think that the last like 26 weeks in a row or something like that, it's been the same <laughs> thing for me. You know, like, um, and maybe not every single week, but just about every other week. There's been very few. I don't think there's ever been two weeks in a row where I haven't gone back to Orange Cassidy as my favorite every week. Um, and uh, it's funny. If you go back to season one of this podcast, episode one, I fucking hated this guy. It's awesome. Like, do you remember this, Charlie? I hated Orange Cassidy. I thought I, I he ruined the wrestling you, business. I not being a fan of him, but hey. And I didn't understand why the crowd liked him. Like, I was talking shit about the fans because I was like, you guys are idiots for liking this, you know? And I, but I was I was the idiot for not liking it. That's what I realized. Um, so, yeah, Orange Cassidy took on Swerve Strickland for the AW International Championship. Um, and I, I decided something finally about um, Orange Cassidy. I'm, I'm not going to be the first person to ever say this, but what Orange Cassidy is, he's like <clears throat> a really, really good sound technical wrestler wrapped in a ridiculously good gimmick. It has no business being that good. Like, it has no business being as good as it is. And, and it's simple, but, man, it fucking hits home for a lot of people because there's a yeah. lot of us out there that, though we do try our hardest – there's like that feeling within you that you just want to be like Orange Cassidy and just be so goddamn cool. That it doesn't matter if you try, you're just going to succeed no matter what, because you're just that cool, you know, like, um, and on top of that, it, within that bit of its gimmick, it's also like sort of a, uh, and I've said this before, it's sort of like a, um, not even in like the tongue in cheek way. It's a literal like, um, metaphor for like how the wrestling business is and like how, little it actually takes to be good at wrestling like how much everything that he does that's important like okay i guess the way maybe to put it would be everything that orange cassidy does that's good you don't even notice because everything else that he does on top of that is also just so mesmerizing and good and looks like like you could assume that he's very much like the person that he portrays himself but he's obviously the opposite because of how proficient he is at just everything. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen the guy fuck anything up. I don't think it's ever been a bot shot I've seen from Orange Cassidy. I don't think I've ever seen him not be in the right place or mistime something. I, he's just like 
the uh, exactly what I want out of a wrestler. He's perfect, and, and everybody gets it and buys into it. It's simple enough that everybody can get into it. Yeah, but at the same time, like, uh, he, uh, you know, he's still obviously really talented on top of that. Um, and when it comes to making his his partner in the ring look great as well, to, he fucking does it every single match. Every single time, you know? Yeah, 100%. Uh, the pace of this match to me, I felt like it built up really perfectly. Um, the, he's still holding on. Orange Cassidy does retain here. Um, I don't know that we're done here, though. I think Swerve will probably be going after this for a little while, and maybe we'll end up winning it eventually. But um, it depends on what they decide to do with it. But uh, I thought they both sold the shit out of each other's moves, too. I want to see this match in, like, a 30-minute pay-per-view match now. Because this match yeah. could be... Like we didn't, you know, this match was good, but we didn't get to see everything they could do. If you've seen enough matches from either guy, you know that, you know. Um, so I'd like to see if you could fully unleash the beasts. What this match would look like, um, I'm I'm very curious. But uh, Charlie, what did you think of this match? I thought it was absolutely incredible. Um, title defense number twenty four for Orange Cassidy. He survived by the skin of his teeth. Swerve. I, I I'll I'll be honest here. I, I when I watch a wrestling match, I pick a person to root for. I was rooting for Swerve to win this. He was he was my guy. I, I was I was rooting for him. I, I almost felt like I was betraying Orange Cassidy by rooting for him. But when he hit Traitor, I believe it was the double stomp off the top ropes. I thought he had it. I thought it was over, and it didn't end up being the case. But holy shit, did these guys fucking it worked so well. And I'm with you. I, I think Cassidy putting this belt up at Forbidden Door in two weeks, you know, two weeks, by the way, let's just, holy shit. But uh, putting putting this belt up on Forbidden Door makes a lot of sense. And I'm thinking uh, this time next week when we're doing Eat Sleep Lead, we're going to have some more matches established. Plus probably, God, I mean, with Collision, he's going to have such an opportunity to get so much news in, you know, so. I mean, absolutely. I, I think, um, yeah, I honestly don't know what uh, the direction for Cassidy is going to be going. Because, like, it's weird because Collision, I think, it's weird. I, I don't know if they'd always planned Collision to start right before Forbidden Door. Like, I don't know if that was the plan or not. If it was, then that's really weird because there must have been some, there must be some plan. Now, this is what I suspect, Charlie, is that there is some plan. It involves yeah, all these. It's gonna like make the story make sense, but yeah. it's not gonna be clear to us on the way to it because it's gonna be revealed slowly over time to build the anticipation. Um, which means great, we're gonna have angry internet fans from the Fed being like, "Look at how dumb this is! They can't even do their first collision week right, and then they didn't even do Forbidden Door build right because they had to wait till the last two weeks." Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's gonna be that, but we can just ignore that. I yeah, guess. Yeah, and you know? I think um, AW. I think the second episode of Collision. I'm not 100 percent on this. I think it is in Canada. So we'll have that going for us too, which would be kind of fucking cool. Um, yeah, sorry about that. I had someone walk in for a second, but uh, okay, we'll move on to our news for the week here. We're um, we got some fun stuff to talk about for news. Uh, I like those odds. So we open up here where Santana has teased the return. Is there a chance it's not in AEW though? Seems um, to be the talk of the town. Maybe. Some people think he's done. Uh, that was the rumor when he suddenly disappeared and Santana and Ortiz as a tag team just sort of broke up and nobody really acknowledged it 
why. Uh, and it, I, I, from what I understood, they did not like each other that much, which is weird because they were tied together before they came to AEW, I think, weren't they? Or were they, they not? They were tied like, since 2012 is when they began teaming with each other. So maybe they just grew apart. It could. It does happen to people sometimes. I mean, yeah, who knows? It does. I'm going to be sad we never get the, the singles uh, tagged. Uh, Jesus. The tag team championship run because it felt like it was always going to happen. Just timing just never worked out. That might have been why. Maybe they just didn't think that together they could win it. Yeah, I, that's possible. So for uh, speaking of Forbidden Door, Kenta has been on Twitter. People have been asking him about Forbidden Door. Um. Fightful had reported uh, that Kenta versus CM Punk had been discussed. Kenta quoted and said, give me the bag. He wants to be paid. <laughs> he said, I don't really care who's the original GTS. There's only one truth. If you want me to have a match against Punk, give me correct amount of money. Other than that, I don't need to have this match. Seriously. And then he wrote again, it depends on money. I think they're going to get this match done. <laughs> It just makes, I mean, but here's the thing. I, I think we're also fine if we do Punk Tanahashi, right? Or if we do yeah, CMFTR. Because that was, the, was, the, that was supposed to be the match last year, so if they decide to do that, that would be great. Fuck it, CMFTR versus House of Evil. Or House of Torture. <laughs> hey, I mean, there's some good people in House of Torture. You can make that work. Give me show. I'm cool. Yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> forbidden show, bro. Come forbidden on. show. So the AEW seamstress, Sandra Gray, has retired. She uh, worked for WWE, WCW. She started working with AEW in 2019. She's one of the best in the business when it came to this, and she has announced her retirement. So I, I guess congrats to her for it, such a successful and long career when it comes to this. Because, you know, and she to this day. It can't day, be an easy thing to keep that job for that long because there's so many people that can do what you can do. You know what I mean? But you must have, you have, you have to be pretty good and pretty consistently good i feel like to keep that job for that long and it i don't know the date of of this but i don't know if this was when cody went to wwe or what but it sounds like that's pretty much the only gear she's gonna make from here on out so maybe she'll just have some gear for cody just while she's at home maybe when she gets bored she gets that creative itch or you know i mean that's not a terrible way for her to spend i'm not gonna call them her twilight years because she's probably not that old but you know i'm saying like the retired life you know what i mean yeah um would be just doing the same thing but not doing it as a job and doing it for somebody who's gonna you know just doing it for somebody who's at this point probably doesn't want to go to somebody else for their gear you know and, and cody you know yeah. what i mean like i i always thought she was so nice on uh sammy I, when i would catch yeah I, sammy I love vlogs. her on sammy's vlogs she seems like yeah. she's the most supportive like she like always is giving them like compliments and she loves she loves sammy you know what i mean like she probably is like that with everybody but she loves sammy you, you know talk I mean? about like, someone who's got some great gear Oh, yeah. Sammy's gear always looks fantastic. I wonder where he's going to have to go. I, I hope his gear doesn't take like a dive now that she's not making it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure they'll be fine. I'm sure there was somebody put in right? place that knows what they're doing. But it's at the same time, it's like if the gear starts to look like shit, we know why. You know, for the people that don't like do it themselves, like, you know, your Athena's or your whoever. You know what I mean? And if uh, so, our next little bit here, if you heard the words fuck Hulk Hogan at some point this week, it's because the Iron Sheik passed away at uh, 81 years old. It was revealed on his uh, Twitter account from his family. So, it, former uh, WWE Hall of Famer. So, you know, the uh, NWA Hall of Fame, the Luthez Professional Hilarious Wrestling Hall of Fame. Hilarious posts on Twitter. Like, yeah. Just absolutely hilarious. If you ever wanted to have a fun time, go through Sheik's Twitter. Like, goddamn. So, yeah. I um, want to make sure we cover that. And I think, 
a little more collision stuff here before we get into the G1. If you're in Canada, which uh, I know we actually get a lot of a lot of you guys out of Canada, so thanks for checking us out, by the way, our Canadian... Uh, Canada bud. Canada bud, good brothers. Uh, Collision's going to be streaming on TSN+. And um, that's pretty fucking cool. I only ever know of TSN when I'm uh, trying to watch some hockey games, and it's streaming on TSN+. So I don't know if that's a streaming version of it, if that's a network version of it, but... Hey. hey, if you're in Canada, let us know if, yeah. if 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 everyone makes fun of the town Regina the same way we do here when they live there. Regina, shout out Regina, to bud. Hey, gotta watch some Saskatoon Blades fucking footage too, there, bud. You know what I'm saying? Uh, come on, Chiefle. Getting that goom JHL there, bud. Bye, 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 bye. All right, uh, I think it's time. Let's hit this New Japan stuff. We got the blocks announced for the G1. I'm gonna reveal all the blocks and then. We're going to give just our little predictions on the winners because it's fun to do. And maybe you guys at home can follow along. And I'll be straight up honest about these blocks, okay? I'm not going to pull any punches. So the A block, we got Sonata. We got Chase Owens. We got Hikuleo. We got Ren Narita, Shota Umino, Yoda Suji, Gabe Kidd, and Kaito Kiyomaya. I think all in all, I like the block. There's two wrestlers I'm not the biggest fan of, and Chase Owens and Haiku Leo. But even Chase Owens, even Chase Owens, when he was in block with Tomohiro Ishii, best match I've ever seen with him was in the G1. But, um, so that's the A block. B block, we got Kazuchika Okada, Yoshihashi, Taichi, Kenta, Great Okan, Will Ospreay, Tongaloa, and El Phantasmo. Any block that's got Will Ospreay, Taichi, and Okada in it, yeah, I'm a fan. And I'm becoming more of a fan of ELP every single time we see him. Ooh, C block. Okay. David Finley. Tomohiro Ishii. Evil. Tamatanga. Shingo Takagi. Aaron Hanare. Eddie Kingston. Mikey Nichols. Um, I think Shingo, Eddie, Tomohiro, and Aaron Hanare. I like all four of them. I'm going to need the other four to prove something. And I mean that wholeheartedly. We we've I think we mentioned even last week. This is big for David. David Finley's gonna be on Forbidden Door. He's gonna have a pay-per-view match. He needs to be good in that match. He needs to be good in the G1 climax. He is getting slammed as the bullet club leader right now because every single match that he's joined has been a stinker. Even the match against Sonata at the New Japan Cup, it was not not perceived well. And D block. Hiroshi Tanahashi, Tetsuya Naito, Hiroki Goto, Zack Sabre Jr., Toru Yano, Jeff Cobb, Shane Haste, Alex Coughlin. I think that lineup is fucking brilliant. Toru Yano, he's not my favorite cup of tea, but he's up there with seven good wrestlers. He's going to be fine. Toru Yano, most notably, first one to beat John Moxley in New Japan. Give you, I'll give everybody that was uh, paying attention to our Super Juniors covers a comp for, for Yano. Um, Ryusuke Taguchi was not probably in your head like going to be somebody that was going to stand out in that tournament, and he did, so, you know. Yeah, so I think let's give some predictions. Um, so for A Block, I just, I can't help myself with New Japan, and you know this. I, 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 got, I, I got to imagine the champions winning. So... I have Sonata winning the A block, and uh, who, who do you got in the A? And any any opinions on the blocks? See, you'll, by the way, this is what we, you'll through. get the contrast here because Charlie's going with the thing that he thinks makes the sense. I'm going to go with the thing that I want to happen. I got Shooter winning block A. I would love that. 
Absolutely love that. So B block, you know, to me, it's it's either Will Ospreay or Kazuchika Okada. I think I I, I and I I've been going back and forth, but God damn it, I, I it's it's got to be Will Ospreay. It has to be. I, I no, think, it does not. I think it's time we we move on. Who do you got? I got Taichi winning. Okay, he is the KOPW champ. He is the current uh, just five guys. Okay. C block. I got Shingo Takagi. <laughs> yeah, no, we're in <laughs> agreement on that. Shingo's that's who winning. I want to win. That's who I think's winning. I mean, it's it's both there. It's Shingo. It's Shingo. <laughs> it's, yeah. Shingo. it's Shingo. Yeah. In a dream world, maybe Eddie, but no. Um, D block. Gods. This one's really good, but um, Tanahashi hasn't been winning anything lately. So I, I, and I still think it's time for him to main event the Tokyo Dome. I might have just given a, away my winner, but. Tetsuya Naito is who I got winning the D block. I have Hiroki Goto winning. Okay. So you got a current tag champ, Bishamon. So so for me, just a quick rundown. I got Sonata, Will Ospreay, Shingo Takagi, and Tetsuya Naito. Uh, rundown for you. You have... Yeah, I've got Shota, Taichi, Shingo, and Hiroki. So out of those four, who do you have winning the G1 this year to challenge Sonata? For the, uh, well, to, well, you win the G1, you get the main event of Wrestle Kingdom. So it might not be Sonata. Shingo Takagi. Okay. Some LIJ action. 100%. It's not, I mean, if that's, if that's where they're heading and it feels like that's where they're pushing right now, it makes the most sense for Shingo to win it. Yeah. Just five guys, LIJ is main eventing every show. I, I, I'm, it's not going to be Sonata. I don't think Sonata's winning the G1 and the New Japan Cup. So to me, Will Ospreay, Shingo, or Tetsuya is who I got. Uh, ah, it's going to be, t- I think I got Tetsuya Naito. I think it's finally time he made events the Tokyo Dome. Give us the, uh, the apprentice versus master fucking, you know, Sonata versus Naito. Let Sonata hold this belt for, you know, the, the majority of the year. I think he's doing fine as a champion in terms of selling and, and door sales and all that. So yeah, I got Sonata and Naito at the Tokyo Dome, and I got Naito winning the G1. I don't know the order of the final, but we're all for the better with all of these wrestlers. I got to tell you, I fucking love your Tai Chi pick. Oh, it feels it feels like they're pushing him hard right now. He feels like he's going to be one of their majors. He could win the world title next year, dude. It could happen. I would love it. Dangerous Techers, one of my favorite tag teams uh, ever in New Japan, him and Zack Sabre. So that's, uh, that's all we got for New Japan today. But, um... There's a little bit of stardom uh, news. We got a uh, Meltzer was kind of on the Wrestling Observer here talking about stardom is not expected at AEW New Japan Forbidden Door two, and just basically the promotion. Well, that's funny because the rumor a month ago was the exact opposite, not from him, but from the general wrestling community rumors. That was the rumors that there was a big push to get them on. Yep. So stardom Sunshine 2023 pay per view takes place from Yoyogi. Unpopular Gym. question: Do you think Mercedes injury is what derailed them getting on the show? Oh, I, I bet it did. I think Mercedes was on this show. I, I I feel it in my bones. I think that that was the third big match. That was our third big singles match, and we're not getting any more, which is sad. But um, yeah, Stardom has a pay per view that day, and all the top stars are booked for matches on that show. And pretty much, Stardom also informed Dave Meltz they have not been contacted by AEW regarding the event. So I guess we'll see. 
I now do not expect any stardom there. I mean, I'm just looking at the matches already confirmed for Stardom Sunshine. And, I mean, Tom Nakano's booked, Kyrie's booked, uh, Siri's booked, pretty much everyone. So, Mariah May uh, with Club Venus, Julia's booked, Mayu Iwatani's booked, Azumi, everyone. So, Starlight Kid. So, yeah. I, uh... Maybe next year. Maybe next year. But that leads me to something I think that is going to happen, though. With no stardom, I'm, I'm wondering now, how many women's matches do we have at Forbidden Door this year? Last year, we had Tony Storm versus uh, Thunder Rosa, 1v1. I'm going to double-check myself, but I, I'm almost positive that's the only match we had. But, um... So going into this year, are we going to only have one? Are we going to have two? Are we going to have three? I think, with no stardom, I think we're going to see Willow defend her title. Against, I have no fucking clue. It could be someone we we couldn't name out of 50 tries. It could be Soraya. I don't know who it's going to be. This might be a wild thought, but it could be that they put her against Athena and Athena becomes a double champ, you know? I would love to see Athena booked on the show. Because she wasn't meant to be champion anyway, not the shit on Willow, but I don't know if New Japan wants her as a long-term champion for that belt, you know? like. Yeah, I don't know. Because I would never have put... I would have, if, we, if, if you had asked me before that, obviously Mercedes' injury is a completely different thing, but if you had asked me before that match... <clears throat> If I thought Willow had a chance in hell of beating Mercedes for that title, I would have told you no. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so and and since we know Mayu's booked, New Japan has a women's champion, and she's a an AEW talent. So, uh, I don't know. What What do you think? Do you think we're just going to get the AEW Women's Championship booked, or do you think we're going to get two, three? Is Statlander going to be booked on here? I mean, it'd be cool if they did more. I mean, I have no idea. Um, because I know why they didn't have Jade wrestle last year. Because on that card, Jade would have just stood out so much more. You know what I mean? Like, um, so I I think um, because you have a stat this year, you could maybe. But like, because you don't have the ability to yank somebody from stardom, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know who you put her against. Like, it's it's weird because I think all the women's matches you have to have have to basically be AEW versus AEW because it's not a whole lot of talent from the stardom New Japan women's pool that you can really yank Did from. Did they just so. run it with Stephanie Vaquer, maybe, who who had the good match with Will, with uh, Mercedes? I don't know. It says she signed a CMLL. Are they going to be allowed to be on the show? I have no fucking clue. So <sighs> Yeah, I don't know, man. It's, part, that's it's why tough. I think it, we, Willow... we, could be, we could be one match again, and it could be Willow's title, and she just gets like a win. You know, I don't know. I really I hope it's not like get that. I Tony but... Storm against someone. It. it not gonna I don't think so, them. man. Why would they be running a title match so close? To, sorry, so close to when the pay per view is. They don't usually do that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, her versus maybe just her versus Willow. Heavy <laughs> Nah, I don't like that because then I feel like Tony has to win that in the same way that if you put her against Athena, she has to win that. You know, like yeah. So they're gonna have options. Uh, maybe Jamie's healthy, and that that's our answer to all of this. But yeah, so. That being said, a uh, quick shout out: Alex Shelley won the uh, Impact World Title at Against All Odds, so good for him. And Chris Sabin won the X Division Title earlier in the night. So we were talking about Motor City Machine Guns for kicking ass lately. I, I, apparently, uh, everyone else agrees. 
Um, so as time's gone on, yeah, if you told me bit. MCMG were going to make a comeback in like the late, the the late or the mid 2020s, I'd have been like, okay. <laughs> There's Alex Shelley, fucking world champ. All right. Um, so, you know, one of the benefits of having AEW and having a second major wrestling company in America is we're seeing a lot more international talents join AEW. This year alone, we had Commander. We had Yuka Sakazaki has announced she's moving to America. Kanosuke Takeshita. More and more. I don't find it a surprise. In the past 24 hours, Roosh and now Bandito have left AAA. They're done with it. It sounds like they're going to AEW full-time. And if they're not in AAA... It probably also means that they can be on Forbidden Door. So, actually, that does mean they can be on Forbidden Door because AAA is the only reason we're not going to see the Lucha Bros and Andrade again. Which is why I'm still holding out hope that we're going to see Andrade Will Ospreay this weekend or next weekend. But, yeah. um, This is still so fresh, so we don't know the repercussions of this. But I can only imagine this is good news for these guys in terms of they're finally probably at a position where they're able to do this to go into AEW. Yeah, we can get that weekly time. bandito run that we've been what we've been needing for a while. He needs to be and I think they've been saving a spot for him on TV for a while now. Yeah. For when he can finally fully go all out. There's gonna be a match spot for him every week. You know who I'd have him face next uh, not next week, but in the next couple weeks uh, in the lead up to Forbidden North Rome against Cassidy. Yeah. I, you can run that back. Put the tag back together. I don't even care. But yeah, pretty much ever true. since Bandito's return, actually, you been... could have him run some some trios matches with like uh, best friends as best yeah. amigos again. You, dude, I love that Bandito's got like six tag teams that he tags with, and nobody cares. It's like, yeah, it's Bandito. It worked whatever. very well. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a good sign for these guys. I think this is another benefit of having another major wrestling company in America. And you know, we're gonna continue Do you think to see. We this could growth. see a similar thing with Andrade and CMLL, like potentially. I, I like... think so. I think he's pissed. I mean, we we know his frustrations. So he was and we very know upset his frustrations year. with NXT and WWE were similar, like where he just felt like he was restricted on what he could do. So now, if you're like not letting him wrestle on these big shows, I'm sure he was pissed that he was left off Forbidden Door last year. You know what I mean? Like, oh, definitely. Especially knowing his match was Osprey. Uh huh. Like one thousand percent. I could see him doing something similar, and we may see more stuff like this in the lead up to Forbidden Door. And it would, and you know what? And if that pisses off AAA and CMLL and they refuse to work with AEW in the future, so fucking be it. If they want to be dicks about this shit because of wrestling politics in Mexico, like, I'm sorry, guys. I get it. It's tough down there. It's probably way harder to succeed in wrestling for either of those companies than it is for anybody here, right? Because they're in Mexico and just, I'm sure there's various reasons why it's more difficult. You know what I mean? And so that's why that shit gets so, you know, oh, just yeah. to use the term bloody. You know what I mean? Like, um, like, so I just hope that the wrestlers do the right thing and not that they're doing the wrong thing. If they choose to stick with these companies, if they genuinely see a benefit for themselves by staying with these companies, great. You know what I mean? But maybe if they Bandito don't, and Roosh leaving could be an eye opener. I hope so. I hope that maybe some of the other wrestlers start to say, you know what? My career is more important to me than whether or not or, I can have respect of the wrestler wrestlers in Mexico, you know, like, or whatever. Or it could they be the complete opposite. Lose. And maybe we don't see Vikingo anymore. 
And they're oh, I think there's a good it. chance that we don't see Vikingo for a while after this. I think there's a good chance because they're going to be really mad that and they that lost Roosh. You know, Roosh yeah. is a big star over there. I think you know, like yeah, so Roosh is amazing. And that whole Dra- family is. I mean, now I mean, Dragon you know what the significant gone. thing was too? It wasn't just Roosh. Roosh's father also left, and Roosh's father is yes. really a popular in Mexico. You know, so yeah, I yeah, I mean so, that's why Roosh gets the respect he does, and so does Release to go and Dragon League because of that family heritage. You know what I mean? So. Roosh is another guy I, I really hope we see more of now that Collision's here and stuff like that. But uh, that I would make him said, one of my stars of Collision. That's what I said they should do on Ring of Honor, but they obviously wanted to use him on Dynamite, so they decided yeah. against that. And that was the right move because we've gotten some good Roosh matches. Um, like, even his match with Jungle Boy, fucking great. You know what I mean? Like I, I thought we, that match was beyond excellent. Give me more Roosh, please. Give me more Roosh. Give me Andrade. Give me. I, I'm so glad that we already know we're getting Andrade on Collision. That's so great. You know what I mean? Like, it's a great sign to me. But um, yeah, that being said, that's it for news today. So if you want to take the reins here and we're going to jump into Ring of Honor where we're diving into episode uh, what 15 of Ring of Honor at Otter Club, the Ring of God. All right. We opened it up with a great, uh, great, you know, set of music to hear, which we were we were like, oh, Christopher Daniels. OK, whatever. But then it's. Fletchy bud, it's old Kyle Fletcher taking on Christopher boy, boy, Daniels boy. there, bud. Chiefer pal. Anyway, um, so yeah, uh, it seems like uh, Fletcher's just having every match he can right now in Ring of Honor and AEW, which I'm all for. Give Fletchy the singles run, get him that title. But anyway, um, and because uh, it's weird, because I always, I don't know about you, Charlie, maybe I'm a dick for thinking this, but I thought, like, between the two of them, I thought Davis was the stronger wrestler. You know what I mean? Nothing against Fletcher, but I thought if there was going to be one of them that was going to be a singles wrestler, it'd be the big yeah. meat. You know what I mean? Like, Davis is a be... proven singles wrestler. There you go. That's a good way of putting it. We've seen him wrestle in the New Japan Cup and stuff like that, and he had some great matches in the New Japan Cup. You know what I mean? Um, but we hadn't seen much from Fletcher, so... I'm glad that Fletcher, because of his injury, not the not that that's a good thing that Mark Davis is injured, but his injury is allowing Fletcher to show what he can do a little bit more, and I like that. And he's he's becoming one of my favorite guys to watch in singles right now. Um, and uh, this wasn't anything special, you know, because Christopher Daniels is aging like fucking milk. And um, you know, I I'm just sorry, I'm just being honest at this point, you know. Um, and uh, though we didn't really yeah. love the match, and, Kyle and- did really great with the facial expressions here, which is something you pointed out to me while we were watching this. Um, and that's, that's what's going to make him excel on another level. Yeah. Good old hammer locks and stuff like that. Uh, and I hate to, I hate to agree with your Christopher Daniels statement, but I do. Yeah. And it's because when he went out there and had the, and I hate, I, I was there live. I, when he had the stinker with Samoa Joe, I, I, that's when I felt like, yeah, at this point, he's just a veteran putting guys over. I'm cool if he puts guys like Kyle Fletcher over. I, uh-huh. You're not going to see me complain about this. Yeah. But, but, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's, uh, the time is getting past, I guess you could say. He's, but he does a great job in AEW backstage. So, you know, he, he is a fantastic person to have around. But, I, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So he's good. He's good. Definitely good to have around. I just, you know, I don't know if we need him wrestling as much anymore, but we'll see. Maybe he'll do every now and then I say this and then he'll go out and have a match. And I'm like, oh, yeah, now I know why they use him because occasionally he does this. But um, his tag team partner also had a match to open up the show. We had Matt Seidel taking on. Wait, who the, who the fuck is Zach Clayton? Oh, you don't know? Zach fucking Clayton is the guy. He's the shot. 
<laughs> he had a nice mid-air power slam on Seidel. Uh, Matt Seidel still does the flippy dippy well. And he cut a promo afterward, which made us both go, oh, no. <laughs> and I got to ask. I got to ask. Is there a reason why Cole Carter – or not Cole Carter. I'm sorry. Cole Carter is awesome. Is there a reason why Zach Clayton, every time he faces someone, he beats him? But we don't know the person he's facing. So theoretically, we're building him up, right? Uh-huh. And he then, then he loses to somebody like Matt Seidel. He then, he then you know, faces Hook and gets his ass beat. So, you know, eh, we Pure go back. Pure enhancement to, guy. We That's go back to is. the singles matches, and he's, he's beating people, but we don't know who they are. We, we say, all right, all right. So we're going to put him in trios where he doesn't take the pin ever. But then we're going to bring him to Ring of Honor and have him lose to fucking Matt Seidel in three minutes for no fucking reason. Seriously, what the? F- what is? I'm that? just still wondering who the fuck Zach Clayton is. I just it <laughs> blows my mind. This I, I, why this should have been the same result as the last match. Zach Clayton should have beat him. I, I just yeah, I don't know. They have no direction for him. The guy's pretty good, man. Like I, I don't know. It's weird. I it's matches like this. You can't have Zach Clayton lose this in three minutes. Because now what's going to happen? He's going to go squash four more guys and then fucking lose to I don't even know the fucking Cyrus Young in four minutes like what's gonna happen next I, I, I got nothing um exactly <laughs> um yeah uh Drillistico took on Willie Mack they had a little bit of flip fest here because you know I think a lot of people when they see this match are like ah oh, Willie's getting beat again and it's gonna be lame because he's a big guy and it's a flippy guy nope uh, despite his size, Willie Mack is also a flippy guy. So, yeah. if you haven't watched PWG, go take a t- go, go take a quick gander at his PWG non. He he is an, an animal in PWG. Let me just say, like an absolute freak. You know what I mean? Like, anyway. yep. This is SoCal um, wrestling to a T. Basically, yeah. Um, yeah, and that's basically what I, was, I wrote down in my notes. Like the insane athleticism from the from the Mac attack. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, they blasted the fuck out of each other too. I forget the Jalistico hits pretty hard sometimes. You know. Um, this was basically just a PWG match is what you were saying while we were watching this. and Or maybe I said that. One of the two. Um, and uh, it was a fun match. The crowd got into this, you know. And then uh, Drew, let's go ahead and write in the nards. Um, so, right in the nards. So, GG's. Um, then we had Tony Khan come out and uh, make an announcement on the Ring of Honor Board of Directors, which will feature Stokely Hathaway and Jerry Lynn. Thoughts on this, Charlie? I love bringing Stokely in for a bigger role like this. Oh, give Stoke a little bit to do there, bud. He is someone that we've said, just keep him on our TVs. And if he's a week, weekly ROH guy, fucking count me in. Yeah, I think I could like, I like Stokely as the heel GM, Jerry Lynn to balance it out as the, as the babyface GM. Kind of like, you remember the dynamic that almost that, uh, they weren't, they were both babyfaces, but like sort of the dynamic that, um, Brian Danielson and uh, Shane McMahon had when they were running SmackDown. They're like, really, yeah. Brian was in charge. Really, Stokely's in charge, but Jerry Lynn's there to make sure he doesn't do anything crazy. You know, like, um, I, I could like that. I could, I could see that working. Like similarly, but we mostly see Stokely. Just like we mostly saw Brian. You know, God, Brian Danielson as GM was really a blessed time in wrestling, wasn't it? He hated it, but I loved it. It was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. Um. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of awesome, we had Willow Nightingale taking on Rachel Ellering for the New Japan Women's Strong. Sorry, the New Japan Strong Women's Championship. 
Uh, Caprice started out spitting some hot fire, as I can say that. Let me say that. Let me try and find a way to say that wider. He was spitting some hot flame there, bud. Anyway, um, so uh, yeah, uh, Caprice. Yeah, I love Caprice. He's awesome. Anyway, um, this is one of my favorite. This is not my favorite Willow match, but I didn't hate it. Um, Caprice makes these matches for Willow exciting for me. Like he just does a really good job with them. I think he. I think he gets excited for Willow matches, so that kind of shows through, you know. Um, and she picks up the one with Babe with power bomb. You know, just a good old Willow match. Nice little strong women's squash. Rachel Ellering, uh, ah, kind of one of those ones that got lost in the shuffle in NXT, right? So you know, like, yeah. Um, just never found something there, which is weird because AOP, for all they were able to do on their own in the main roster, managed to with with her dad helping. I'm sure her dad's helping her, maybe. Uh, anyway, I'd have to, I'd have to imagine in some sense. You know, do what? Would you say? I say I have to imagine some sense that she's getting help from her dad, or I hope or so. Chris I mean, Hero, I just think know? she'll find something eventually. She's just not there yet. Uh, speaking of stuff that's just not quite there yet, the Embassy took on Cheeseburger Eli Isom and Marcus Cross. Um, just a dominant win here. Not much to it. Pretty quick. Uh, Embassy still haven't really found their way yet. I don't think it's weird because they've been using them for a while, and they just I don't know what I still don't know what the Embassy are about. I really don't. Which sucks because yeah. they're like in a main event angle right now. Well, not main event, but like a main TV show angle right now. You know, like so. The fact that they're still trying to work this out on Ring of Honor, they got to figure something out fast. But they're going to be Swerve's entourage. You know what I mean? Like. Anyway, we've had Vert Vixen taking on Mercedes Martinez. Mercedes, uh, rolls of victory or roll of roll of victories continued here. Uh, there was a good blue thunder bomb from Vert. Um, it was a slow match, but they sold well in it, and uh, she locked in the Brass City Sleeper for the dub. Griff Garrison making his in-ring return for the first time in God, probably like what three or four months, something like that. Maybe, maybe in a while. Yeah, Griff Garrison finally back, taking on Lee Moriarty. I'm glad to see Griff back. Um, he didn't come back with a new look or beefed out or anything like that, which is like a little disappointed. But maybe he wasn't in an injury where he could do that. You know, um, it's possible. Who the fuck is griff garrison that's true who the fuck is griff garrison but anyway um yeah he seemed to slip right back into wrestling nicely he didn't miss any beats here to me um lee sold well for him despite him just coming back you know i mean not that he shouldn't but you know like he he made him look like ah oh, this guy i wasn't expecting him to be this good or coming off an injury anyway interesting counter pin they picked up the win with um you know it's one of those matches like i bet it would be good if they gave it some time but this is just like a random match on ring of honor so and it was griff's return match just get him a little match back in we had Robin Renegade taking on Kiera Hogan. Um, I thought they lacked a little bit of chemistry here. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, but it wasn't bad. Um, Robin did some small things that were like heelish that were good. Uh, they did a twin magic attempt. Kiera reversed it. Well, she didn't really reverse it, but she just said fuck that shit. Um, and Kiera picked up the win. Athena then tried to hit her with the kendo stick uh, to continue the feud and bonked herself on the head with it. And it was just a fucking gifable moment if I've ever seen one. And <laughs> um it was pretty good god damn it was hilarious See, i could have um, a similar rage here with robin but um that i have with zach clayton but you know robin's featured a lot and kira hogan's going for the title i so think they know this, what they have in robin yeah it, and this, in charlotte too because like bad. even though she's the like, obviously better between her and her sister i think they realize what they have in this group that there's something there they just don't know what of course yep and, and i don't mind her losing to are, the are these the, the new title. baddies that jade should take on maybe i don't know like i they hey, feel if like they, they don't get fit. picked up by mercedes Right? Or Mercedes. Yeah, Mercedes said she had an interest in working with them, right? So, yeah, if, yeah. They, if Mercedes doesn't get them, you know, put them with Jade or put them all together. Fuck, if Mercedes was the actual, like, talker, 
if you get rid of Mark Sterling and have Mercedes be Jade's talker, dude, and also wrestling at the same time and also with teaching the Renegades, I'm telling you, there's, there's opportunity there. Anyway, I don't know if Mercedes wants to work with Jade, though. I would think, though, if she's got a brain, she would, you know, like, because, you know, Jade's like one of the biggest stars in AEW, but whatever. Uh, speaking of the biggest stars in AEW, the Dark Order took on the Workhorseman. <laughs> Anyway, sorry, that was a little joke for myself. Um, I do like both of the people, or I guess I should say I like all all the people in this match. Um, I would like to see an official trio of Shane Taylor and the Workhorsemen, uh, which is why I listed them as just the Workhorsemen here, because even though Shane Taylor was a part of this here, uh, I consider yeah, I, can, I consider him a Workhorseman at this point, even though I probably shouldn't. Uh, I clicked up I with that tag you, just, team. Go ahead. Even still, during this match... I just Anthony Henry on his own is just—he's so good. It's he needs. Go, do you see his matches on PWG? That's all. And, and I hate to say it, he needs—he needs to get away from Jay. Dude, he was so good in PWG last year. It's ridiculous. Anyway, so so, so was fucking his partner. Anyway, there, yeah, those are those Southern California wrestling. Anyway, um, you know, uh, yeah. So they picked the one with the tag team combo meal move. You know, whatever. Um, backstage we go to the righteous who add a little bit of flavor to the storyline by, you know, um, basically like calling out the dog order being like, yo, you think you're doing something out there that's like unique and cool. And like, yeah, pay attention next week, motherfucker. Basically is what he said. You know what I mean? Like, and uh, it, it, it seems that we, I would say Stu has fully gone to the dark side. I would say it seems like they still want him to not fully commit yet. But I think whenever these groups have a trios match, I think is when he's finally going to like, he's going to put Uno down. Like, I know they already had the match, but I'm saying like I think that when they like finally had the big payoff that it feels like this is building to, um, yeah. I think is when he's going to finally put Uno down. You know what I mean? And, and, and actually... I want to toss this out there because maybe everyone listening to this doesn't really li- watch Ring of Honor. Maybe they just kind of keep up with it for the AW guys for us. And if you guys are interested in a single storyline from Ring of Honor, maybe go watch some some clips of of what they're doing with these guys backstage. And oh yeah, and even in that match last week, which you covered very well. Uh, they're doing those cult aspects of, of hiding Stu. Stu is not seeing the, the bad things that is happening. It's it's a really fascinating multi-layered storyline that hey like you can we, tell that um what's the name of the guy? It's not Dutch, what's the other? I can't think of his name. Vincent. Um, Vincent. You can tell that the guy that uh the the guy that I'm gonna say that plays Vincent, even though that's how you refer to wrestling, the guy playing Vincent has done a lot of study about this gimmick that he, I, yeah. I think that's probably why the righteous were a popular team. In this is such Ring an evolved Honor. layer of when he was with Matt Taven. Like, like he has evolved so much from then. Oh he's, yeah. He's, he's like broken. It, it's incredible. Yeah, It's so cool. And I would, with how much the kingdom's getting featured, maybe they go after the kingdom once Stu is part of their group because they want revenge on Taven. You know what I mean? Like, ah, I, I'm I, Matt I, Taven. Anyway. Um, yeah. Speaking of Matt Taven, now I'm not going to just jump over Darius. Darius? Wow, Darius Martin. Darius Martin. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm really interested to see where that story goes. Uh, Speaking of Darius, anyway, um, Darius Martin Andretti. Andretti. I can speak, I swear. And uh, AR Fox, which is apparently still a trio somehow. I don't know. uh, Took on the Trust Busters. Uh, There there was like Trust Butler, and I think uh, it was the Trust Butler. I think. Was Slim it J and Sunny Slim J and Sunny Kiss? Is that the trio here? Yep. Yeah. Uh, nothing. Nothing really bad here, but nothing really like spectacular yeah. either. I'm. I'm. I. The Trust Busters on Ring of Honor experiment is over. I think. I think the fact that Davari wasn't here says everything because I think they have other plans for Davari. <laughs> I think that's what that means. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, anyway. So we have the kingdom versus uh, El Cabarde and El Dragon, I believe is what they were referred to as. A couple of luchadors. Um, Mike Bennett got busted open during this match. <laughs> Uh, Matt Taven gave him just a tip, and that's about it. Uh, I'm Matt Taven! Anyway, um, so, yeah. The Kingdom kind of just, eh, they're there right now. It's kind of like after they had their feud with Darius and them, they didn't really know what to do with them. Or, sorry, before that feud, they didn't really know what to do with them after their first initial thing, so. We'll see. Uh, we had an announcement of a six-man tag team, sorry, a Ring of Honor World Six World Six-man titles? Is that what it's called? Whatever the hell. The, the trio's titles are Ring of Honor. Those titles are going to be on the line next week. Six-man title, yeah. And uh, fuck, I didn't write down the match. It's it's Embassy Tiki on whomst, I forget. It's Andretti, Fox, and Martin. Ah, oh, that's right. That makes sense. That makes sense. All right. Should be a um, fun, fun fucking match. Yeah, it should be a good match. Those guys aren't winning it, obviously, you know? No. Um, it's, it's like everything with... with it's, like, it's like every time you want to book the top flight as champions. Like, it's it, if one of them's hurt, nobody's winning anything, you know? Um... <laughs> Um, yeah, so in, in the main event of Ring of Honor was a little weird. <laughs> I gotta be honest. Well, let's talk about this a little bit, Charlie. We had Ray Phoenix taking on Gravity. So this was Bandito. Um, yep. And he was wrestling under an alias, which is something, as I've said on the podcast before, that I think they could get away with a little more in Ring of Honor than they can in AEW. But definitely something I thought they should do in AEW on Dark, just because there's got to be weeks where they need enhancement talent and they don't have it, right? And they want to get somebody a match. And so they just can't book a match for them. I wonder how often that happens. Or they have to have somebody lose that they maybe think shouldn't. I wonder if that's happened. I mean, AEW's got a thick roster. But I also wonder how many of the times they've actually had to just think about it like that. You know, who are they going to sacrifice so this person can get the build they need? I don't know. But Gravity was interesting. Um, it was Buzz weird Lightyear. looking gear. They're looking like Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. Um, so now Cody Danielson and Bandito have all done this, though, in AEW. Um, <laughs> what? what? Can we talk about like what great three guys to do this? <laughs> if you're gonna have, if you're gonna trust anybody to do it, it's those guys. Although they picked the three guys with the most obviously them move sets, though. And then, like, and then I guess Serpentico too, because he's wrestled under like four names. But still, that's true. But like, Serpentico, <laughs> you know, we all we kind of expect that from Serpentico because he's very, he's very, uh, he's awesome. He's like a utility guy in a baseball team. You could plug him in anywhere. You know what I mean? Um, you even plugged him in on commentary. But anyway, um, so yeah, I mean, literally literally um they did some really good stuff it was honestly just a random match clean pop-up cutter from uh from phoenix to pick up the you know the sorry to set up the pile driver for the win um bandito they just didn't want to have loose here obviously because they're yeah. tag partners so you know like <laughs> if they're tag partners they can't really have them fight so put him in a mask you know or a different mask i guess i should say um have him dress up like his butt light that buzz light year and have ray phoenix beat him um, and that was Ring of Honor on Honor Club episode 15, everybody. Uh, I, yeah, it's, it was a good show. Um, a perfect two hours, I thought, you know, that didn't feel like I ever got bored. I don't know about you. Maybe the first Ring of Honor boards the director's segment. Oh, I missed, I missed there was a second one in there at one point where he clarified some stuff about it. But no, I you got it. You got it. Oh, did I? I was, oh, that's my, right. I my did. Only, I just, my yeah. only thing I wasn't, uh, the only thing about this show, and this is, this is because of a precedent in Ring of Honor setup, is, I felt like, um, outside of Jalistico and Willie Mack, just about every match was kind of a squ- yeah. There like, wasn't anything like a, spectacular. Like this was yeah. a dark Ring of Honor, basically, um, so, which was fine. But I didn't think anything hurt anybody either. Like, no, it dark would have matches anyone, that I'd yeah. be like, "This is just lame, and I don't care about it." You know, this but, is um, none of those felt like that to me. With with Samoa Joe versus Matt Seidel and the Embassy versus Fox Andretti and D- Darius Martin 
we got two pretty big matches next week that I think will help uh, carry the load. So that'll be fun. And I also like that it was back in Universal, for sure. Um, That being said, I think we jump into Dynamite now, huh? Where we've already covered two of the matches. So let's jump into uh, After Orange Cassidy, where Brian Danielson ends up making his way to commentary. And he's pretty much prepping for the next match. We get a video package of Danielson challenging Okada during the Dominion show. And Okada accepting the fight for Forbidden Door. When Okada steps in the ring with Danielson, he's stepping foot in the desert, and there will be no rain for the Rainmaker. We're going to glaze that match up for 30 minutes. Just be prepared uh, in two weeks. All right, Blackpool Combat Club. John Moxley, Claudio Casanoli, and Wheeler Yuta defeated Chaos, which was Chuck Taylor, Trent Beretta, and Rocky Romero. Action-packed, six-man. Um, Chaos got a fuckload of offense in. But in the end, Wheeler Yuta. Wheeler Yuta prevails. He's the killer. He's the X Factor. He's the final dagger. He's the heir to the Iron Throne. I mean, you name it. Yeah, Wheeler yeah. is uh, is is literally like he's. I think he's on the rise right now. I think Wheeler. We, could Wheeler beat MJF for the world title? I mean, in in the way they're booking these matches, you would think he's next in line. Well, but instead of going beat for beat for the entire match, I'll get to the end here where Wheeler's just going ballistic. So pretty much he ends up clocking Chuck Taylor with Busaiko knee. Then Moxley is countering a submission from Rocky into a bulldog choke. Yuta is just relentlessly cracking the hammer and elbow fucking, you know what I mean, on Chuck Taylor post-match. The way they have built those elbows up over the last year makes them such a deadly-looking weapon when they get used. Anytime they start doing that, that can end a match, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's awesome. And God, Yuta just looks so good. And the smiling Brian Danielson on commentary was the fucking, just the ultimate thumbs up. Um, I'm not going to complain about seeing Blackpool Combat Club on our TV. You know, 100%. <laughs> we jump to backstage where the Bucks and I Hangman think for Page. a while it was a gimmick because uh, like Ryan, obviously, and maybe John could make an argument for how good he was from last year, but they genuinely are the best wrestlers in the world right now. It's crazy. I've never seen a group like the combat club ever. Just like I've never seen a group like the, this one, the Bucks and Hangman page. They're talking about next week. They just saw that match as well. They're talking about where Dynamite all began in Washington, D.C. Can I just say the image of the three of them standing there, the the Hung Bucks, just chilling backstage, looking like some fucking killers just standing. You know what I'm talking yeah. about in the tight little area they shot them in? It just made them feel like killers, you know what I mean? Like, And like you just said, most importantly, AEW addressed them as the Hung Bucks. They have not said that since Ring of Honor. I am so glad they're keeping that trio name. I love the little sub like subsidiary trios that all these groups can have, you know what I'm saying? Best oh yeah. We got, let's just talk about, I mean, obviously just, they broke them the up, but you match. have just in the elite, you have, you have, obviously you've got the elite, which is Kenny and the, and the bucks. You've got the super elite, which is, uh, Kenny, or sorry, the bucks. And, um, and, uh, is that, isn't that the bucks, Kenny and like Adam Cole or something like that? Something um, like that. Yeah. Undisputed elite. Yeah, and then you have the Undisputed Elite, which is everyone they when they had the whole group together of Undisputed Era and Elite. And you have um you've also got like that when you bring in tag group that they did the one time before the other two got yep. there, you know what I mean? Like there's so many variations on this faction that you can run. And now that well, you have Hangman we, back, you obviously have the yeah. Hung Bucks and all that stuff. So and you have Kenny and Hangman as a tag me potentially. I mean the Golden the, Elite. 
and it, the you bring lovers. in Coda, a hundred percent. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. So I mean, there's so many options here, and it just makes the elite so much cooler of a faction, especially because they can just literally have a what? If somebody gets taken out, they can just slot in Hangman instead of Kenny, and all of a sudden they've got a, just as good of a tag team, if not better, or you know, depending on the week, you know. So it's like, and I love that Kenny is just pissed and he's not coming back right now. It's great. You know what I mean? Oh man, I'm so ready for Kenny. This is oh yeah. So yeah. The Bucks, the Hung Bucks versus uh, back Blackpool Combat Club live in D.C. Like I said, they're trying to clearly get a big show, and that's how you do it. Uh, video package. Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay is shown. My God, they fucking did it. They were show. They were showcasing the match from Wrestle Kingdom. Why for they the didn't promo do it that, that week? Will cut for this is so good. I've we watched it on the pay per view, but like, goddamn, every time they played on Dynamite yep. or whatever, it's so, it's so fucking good. savage. I, I'm the one that you left living in his own blood. Oh man, these two, uh, they have magic together. Some guys just have magic in the ring together, and these two have it. They're shooting for the greatest trilogy of all time. Their first match, it was fucking incredible. So if you if you step it up from that match two more times, forget about it. I mean, here's it. the thing. We could get potentially the finishes of two of the greatest trilogies of all time within like a few months of each other. Because if they run back Punk versus MJF right away, like some people think they're going to do, that would be the trilogy of that match too. And yeah. that's going to have some good – it's going to be tough to top that if they make it – if they somehow make the third match in that even crazier and more of a feud like than it was already on top of the first two times they face, you know what I mean? Like, you know, non-dog collar, dog collar, or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if they if they manage to do that, it's going to be a really crazy year. to look like the best trilogy. We might have two of the best trilogies of all time in the same company. Well, sorry, with the people from the same company as well as Will Ospreay, you know what I mean? Wrestling is so crazy right now. It absolutely is. So, okay, we jump from that to MJF. MJF's music hits. He's, he's out there talking about, oh, there's no company. Bro, this dynamite was hitting. I forgot everything in the yeah. first like bit of this was so fucking good. He's saying there's no competition for him. No one's on the level of the devil. Adam Cole, baby. The music hits. He just beat Jericho twice. I mean, this guy's fucking cooking right now. Um, MJF demanded the music to be cut. There's some loud booze there. He can get the chant. MJF finally said, finally some competition. He's a fan of Cole. Once CM Punk left him as a kid, he turned the channel to Ring of Honor, which he thought sucked, but was hooked on Cole's work. MGF mentioned Cole's time in CZW, traveling the Indies, going to Florida to shock the system as Shawn Michaels' handpicked guy, which is undisputed. MGF followed in Cole's footsteps, went to CZW, became an M on the Indies, and signing with AEW, destined to one day feud with Cole. He disappointed the Panama Playboy was gone, but the Panama Game Boy is here more preoccupied playing video games with his balls, always in Britt Baker's purse. MJF said Cole is now so frail, he makes crack whores jealous. He said fans might think Cole isn't utilized properly, but AEW's done everything they could to make Cole over. <laughs> when all they have to do for the MJF is ring the bell. Uh, I butchered that line, but that's a fucking... <laughs> God, that's a callback to the meme of Karrion Cross. Um... MJF is the best dog collar, Iron Man, four-way in AEW history. MJF said he heard a rumor that about a certain individual in Titan Towers didn't think Cole could make it and named Vince McMahon. MJF is a big fan of. MJF thought the old man lost his marbles, but standing in the ring with Cole, Vince was right. <laughs> um, anything about MJF before we jump into what Adam Cole replied? I mean, he's no, just I mean, I, MJF him, right? did the MJF thing. You know, I thought he did a really good setup uh, for Adam Cole, who 
you noted when we were talking this week, not known for, like, Adam Cole cuts good promos, but he doesn't cut, like, MJF promos or CM Punk promos or even Brian Danielson promo. He cuts good promos, but they're not on the level of the devil. And so I was really interested to see where he was going to go from here. So I was mostly focused on, I, I did pay attention to what MJF said, but I was really locked in on Cole's face and, and like what his reaction was. And he was just giving him the fucking mean mug, bro. I love that. I was just like, yeah, Adam, get his ass. Get him, boy. Cole asked that if, if that was the best MJF got. MJF's coming across like an internet troll. thought that was a nice touch. Cole questions MJF's fascination on other people's relationship. Asked if that's why his fiance left him. Dang. Uh, Cole said MJF is world-class, world-class douchebag. Cole, in regards to his body of work, MJF couldn't touch him. If they asked him, they could go backstage, piss in cups, and take tests. He was natural, and who's not? Got his ass. MJF didn't like that. Cole swears on his life. No one backstage respects MJF, as everyone thinks he's selfish, conceited, and does the bare minimum to get where he's at. So, MJF said he'll cry to his money about how that's tough talk coming from Keith Lee's manager. Cole said, there it is. Typical MJF creating a false narrative, calling him a coward for not wanting to fight. Cole said he's better than MJF and the fans know it. MJF said he'd fight Cole anywhere as Cole smirked and said, attaboy, champ, before hitting the Adam Cole, baby. Uh, fucking MJF's wrestling next week against Adam Cole. Fuck I'm down. Yeah. I'm here. I'm, we're, we're, Dynamite's going to be fucking loaded, dude. It's going to be awesome. we gotta got to get hype before Forbidden Door. Got to do it. Do you think this means maybe we'll run the title match at Forbidden Door? I hope so. Run it, run it back. I mean, that's what I'm they cool did with, with him at um, Revolution, right? They ran the the uh, the non or sorry, no, they did that the week after, I should say. But they've run more than one title match with Adam Cole and a champion before. Bye bye. By the way, can I just say, it makes me so fucking happy that both of the feuds that he's been in for titles in this company so far, world title feuds, go Adam Cole. Yeah, I could fuck. Maybe he'll win it. We see footage of the buy-in at Double or Nothing where the Hardys gain control of the Ethan Page's contract. Backstage, Matt, Jeff, and Brother Zay introduced Paige. Wait, think about that. Adam Cole's already had a program for as a babyface and a heel for the world title, and he's only been in the company for like a year or like a little bit yeah. less or maybe more than a year, however long he's been in for. Think about that. How many people have covered that much ground? The only other person I could even think who's had that run like that was maybe Britt Baker, but she didn't win the title as a face. So I don't I don't know. Who has anybody else run that game? But I don't think so. Yeah. Maybe just CM Punk who won the title. Fuck, you know? Maybe. Um, yeah, uh, pretty much the yeah, Hardy stuff. Whatever. Uh, Tony Khan, backstage, he announced the main event of Collision. Switchblade, Jay White, Juice Robinson, and Samoa Joe will battle AW Tag Team Champions FTR and CM Punk. Dude. <laughs> what a match. I'm down with this. This uh, lines up with our Samoa Joe versus CM Punk uh, rumor. And this goes... Hand in hand with Jay White and Juice versus FTR, so I'm fucking cool. Um, Kenosuke Dikeshta defeated Damon Ace. Um, he after the match, Cal takes the microphone, said, "Unlike last week, he will be heard." Dikeshta took the mic, spoke some Japanese briefly before Callus said everything Omega had in his life was because of him. Omega defeated Will Ospreay because of Callus, and Omega became a cancer in Callus's body, so we cut him out. Callus and his family will cut the elite from AEW for good. Again, the the boos here were incredible. So do, I, I should I guess we should ask this because we haven't really given it a lot of thought on the show so far. I don't think, or even in our random conversation, who do we think Don Callis's family is? Because it's clearly not the BCC. 
I don't know. No, because if it was, you'd think they would have just gone with that by now. Yeah, I kept asking. They kept asking Brian, and Brian kept saying, "I don't know." And so I think they must have asked him. Maybe Brian asked him to stop doing that backstage because that's not the plan, you know. And or maybe that is the plan, and that's why he asked him to stop asking. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Um, uh, I'm kind of curious because it it could be, dude. He could have four Japanese dudes, or even just two Japanese dudes, you know, to be a trio with Kanosuke that he's going to bring in. I could see Callus having some connections over in new japan so I'm, I'm trying to think of who it would be but you know maybe yeah. get a couple of the young guys over there that aren't really doing anything you know maybe maybe ishimori leads the bullet club it comes and joins over at aew you know what i mean or something like that and um because there is a reshuffle happening in bullet club right now so you could that could happen or maybe he comes and he joins maybe the new family for kanosuke's bullet club gold and they bring in guys like ishimori and um, uh, you know, there's potentially a, like El Fantasmo. What if that's what if that's your what if that's your group of of Bullet Club Gold? Yeah. It could be. That'd be a hell of a five. You know what I mean? Like, I'd be down. God, that actually that faction on paper: Kanosuke, freaking Jay White, freaking Juice Robinson, Taiji Ishimori, and <laughs> wait, who else did I say? Shit, I don't even remember. Um. It was somebody else from Bullet Club. I can't remember, but yeah, I, if that's your group, hell yeah. I, I don't think they'd do that, but if you if yeah. they could somehow pull something like that off, I think Fuck it'd be cool. ELB, you know? bring them back. Um, Alex Marvez was backstage, Christian Cage's locker room where commotion was heard. Cage came out and said he was un, the uncrowned TNT champ, something Arn Anderson cost him. So Cage revealed that Luchasaurus had bloodied Arn's son, Brock, and said it was an early Father's Day present. Okay. Uh, Chris Statlander wrestled Anna J for the Anna J A S to retain the TBS title. Um, yes, pretty 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 quick run of the mill here. Um, Statlander just kind of ran her down at a certain point, and just the the story here is Ty Valkyrie's backstage. So I maybe they're planting the seeds of that okay. match at Forbidden Door. Okay, oh, yeah, I, I think so. Okay, so. And that, that, that feels like that's a match that if it's an AEW versus AEW match, that fits. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. That fits the vibe of, of New Japan to me. Because Tai has also done stuff internationally, obviously. She's known as, what is it? Lo, 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 what is it? Lo, lo, Mer- it's not, La Loca. Something yeah, like. La Loca. Yeah, that, I, can't, I can never remember it properly. But anyway. The crazy um, I got a question, Charlie. And this is something that occurred to me while watching Anna JAS on this. Uh, are the JAS, are they done? Um, fucking hope so. Hey, that that benefit uh Daniel Garcia. Maybe that I mean hope I think Sammy's already out. Yeah, I mean, yeah this this was I mean they're doing the same. It's I don't know they gotta they gotta do something different with this. I don't want the same exact title reign. Just a quick you know four minute squash here. Whatever the hell this was. I think it got a commercial break. So yeah. Um, I mean. Yeah, she hit the backbreaker of the Tombstone Pile Driver. Oh, and Taya should probably cut a promo if this feud's going to really kick off at some point. I'm really hoping this is one of the biggest things with Collision. Now that we have Collision, I hope some of these more these women's feuds can get room to breathe. Right? If if Collision was this week, you know, maybe this happens Wednesday and then we see Taya wrestle wrestle the Saturday, you know? And yeah, we we need we need some more from that. I mean, it is this week, though. I mean, I'm saying, I'm, no, oh, you I'm mean from like if, if it was on yeah. this week of of that we're reviewing? I see what you mean. That you could have given her that match or whatever, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, because then it would feel like it felt like they're gonna have minimally one match on on Collision. So, 
know? no, no, no. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, it would make sense to run it that soon because it it does actually feel like the kind of feud because it's not really a feud and they haven't really done a promo or anything that they could get away with putting that on, and that would be a good thing to put on. And it would also establish. Um, well, no, wait. Are they going to have the TBS title on TNT? I mean, they've done it before. I'm saying, but are they going to do that on the first episode on Collision? I don't know. That would be weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It depends on where they're going to use Statlander. I don't know. Because yeah, I'm thinking if they champions. Stick to that, now, be... I kind of hope they don't. I kind of hope both of those titles kind of float. You know what I mean? And we could get a TNT title match on or on Dynamite still. You know what I mean? Because there's going to be Dynamites yeah. where it feels like it needs it. You know, like. So eh, we'll see how that works. I'm, I'm just these are thoughts that I'm having. You know, like. So we got a uh, main event Jay White back in the main event again facing Ricky Starks. King Switch um, versus Lord Ricard. This is just a really fun main event. So what we open up when Starks takes is on a uh, king. Starks is sprinting up the ramp. He's attack excuse me, attacking before the bell. The brawling ringside. Starks had a high back drop. Tried to find something under the ring. This allows uh Jay White to crawl up the ramp. Stark tried to throw him off the ramp. White raked the eyes. White took too long to follow up, so Starks countered with a suplex of his own onto the floor. That was a short-lived advantage, though, because uh, White regained remaining control during the commercial. Um, pretty much, we get back. White lights up Starks with some chops. Starks wakes up, starts firing off strikes. White crotched him, trying a tornado DDT. He connected a massive superplex, signaled for the Blade Runner. Starks battled out of that with a leaping lariat and, a to- and the tornado DDT, which was beautifully executed. Uh, full Nelson slam got Starks to two. Tried the Rochambeau. White counters into a Uranagi. Uh, both are trading strikes. Starks leaps for the spear. White's ca- uh, Jay White counters the spear with a pump kick. Starks then floats over a suplex. Hit the spear in the second attempt. Hit a Rochambeau. Paul Turner got clipped by pretty much the toe of the White, so he bumped. Um, the guns showed up. Laid Starks out with a 310 to Yuma. As White connected with a Blade Runner for the win. And then the guns ran away. Post-match, Juice Robinson runs out to celebrate. He's fucking hilarious. Commentary assumes the guns interfered since they have history with FTR, who are currently feuding with Bullet Club Gold. So, I don't know if the, the guns are new members. I hope so. I'm cool Maybe good for are. them. I was really hoping a single star would join, but, I, you know, uh, both Juice and Jay are single stars. So, I think they're only going to be this tag for a little bit. The Ass Boys apparently are only good as a tag team that you bring in and then never use as part of your group. So, maybe they can do that for the yeah. Bullet Club Gold, too. Uh, yeah, they were never um, never really featured in the firm outside dude, of the Dude, I expected so much more from this story. I thought the two guys, one of them is one of my favorites. One of them is one of my favorites from New Japan and one of the best wrestlers in the world in Jay White. And just Ricky has so much potential and just... And Juice, too, has been making this fun, but I just feel like it never quite hit where it needed to, you know? like Yeah. Uh, oh, well. You know what I did notice yeah. in this match? There was a sign in the crowd that said, Jay White eats corn the long way. I don't know what the hell that means, but that's awesome. Yeah, bro, what the fuck's that? Leave Jay White alone. I don't know. Don Callis eats hot, eats hot dogs the long way. I think they said Don Callis eats hot dogs whole, something like that. Yeah, All there was right, a couple so, of banger signs in this crowd. So, rampage time. This was... uh. Rampage, baby. We open up with Bandito and Lucha Brothers defeat Big Bill, Lee Moriarty, and Ethan Page here. Um, not really much to talk about in the match. I mean, there is one thing that we should talk about. Bandito picked up the win with the twenty-one plex. Hell yeah, I love that. Um, and I thought Big Bill and Bandito had some nice uh one-on-ones together. Bro, Penta popped Big Bill with the fucking zero video shit, dude. He was just like, <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> he did. couldn't help it, bro. He's like, okay, that's awesome. He's, he's done doing the little kick. fucking step, and I can't help it. When he does that, that shit pops me too. I'm like, God damn it, Penta, you freak. 
So, yeah. Um, I think uh, we need a super kick counter in this match. I, I don't know how many times a super kick Big Bill, but it's over 10. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Um, the Hardys came out after. They're pretty much telling Chase, you know, or during the match, they told him to wear up his special arm sleeves. Jeff Hardy gifted him. He pulls up the sleeves and Bandito hit that 21 plex got the pinball. Yeah, so they said, oh, this match was scheduled before... <laughs> Before Ethan Page, his contract got under the control of Matt Hardy. He was like, if he has control of the contract, couldn't he just say, but I have control of the contract now, so it doesn't matter whether you scheduled this match. I could yank him from it because my, it's my contract, not yours. Like, uh, any, anyway. Yeah. QTV segment. They're trying to think of ideas. Like imagine an NFL, NFL team had a, a player who had a game scheduled before they got traded, and they had to go play in that game even though they want them on their – you know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah. Um, yeah, QTV is just pretty much it's it's all about them. Bro, getting, Harley Cameron, chill, chill. Yeah, they're getting ready for collision, and uh, they can't really think of anything to do, so they're sending Powerhouse Hobbs to kill someone, which indeed he does. He killed. I mean, there is a couple crush. things in that segment that I do want to collide with, though, and she pointed it out. Hey, but uh, yeah, Powerhouse Hobbs absolutely fucking squashed this guy. He he literally beat the crap out of him. Um. Renee, we jump backstage with Renee. She's interviewing Arn and Wardlow, talking about beating up Brock Anderson. Took the hands of Christian Cage and Luchasaurus. Uh, Wardlow promised to make Cage and Luchasaurus pay, and talked about an open challenge he has next week with Jake Hager for the TNT title. Um, your favorite? Fuck that match. But uh, speaking of Wardlow, <laughs> the title reign continues. Um. Jake Hager and Wardlow, does that do it for anybody? No, I think it'll be good. That match is going to fucking suck. No, it's not. You think it's he gonna, sucks and it's because you it's don't. It's going to be it, six it, it, The same minutes. reason. Okay, this is. Okay, if everybody wants to. I'm going to expose Charlie really quickly for the audience. If y'all want to know why me and him have different opinions on the elite and, and the BCC. And not that he doesn't appreciate the BCC. He does. But the reason why I look at the elite a different way than he does is this exact dichotomy right now. Jake Hager is fine. Jake Hager has not had a single memorable moment in AEW. Every single it's match because, he has, as I've told horrible. you multiple times, every time we have a good Jake Hager match, I always tell you this, and you never remember, they never use him after he has a good match. He will come on for two weeks to build up a match. They didn't even bring him in this time. He was not seen. He was just given the match. You know what I mean? And He's going to talk about the hat three times. Yep. And get powerbombed three times. Okay, the hat's not... And the match is going to be... Him over. leaning into the hat is him trying to get them to use him. And they just will not. So the fact that they have not used him is the entire reason why he has done nothing memorable in AEW. But every match they I put mean, him in, he I, does I a good job. Nothing memorable is not fair because he has been in some insane multi-man matches in the inner circle in JAS. But I'm talking singles matches. I just... It's it's Because so they don't give me. them to him. Yeah, but he gets opportunities. And All right, just... you know what? I'm going to do it. I wasn't going to do it, but we're going to look at what the last time J.K. had a singles match in AEW was. J.K. cage it. match. And 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 why is he getting a TNT title shot? Let's. Well, I mean, time. you can if you want to use that argument, then 90 percent of the people that had <laughs> good know? matches for titles didn't deserve a title match. So we can't use that. You know, it's just like, it's so weird to me. I I just his last match. That's going to show. Where did this match show. come from? But yeah, I get uh, no. They said it's an open <laughs> challenge. So to his last from. match, Charlie. It's, all right, his last singles match. I'm looking for a singles match. It's been a while, right? It looks like it was in... I think it was a Rampage Unless I'm not seeing one. It looks like it was um, Brody King and him at a match back in March. Yeah. 
Yeah, you never get used. If you go from March until June and you haven't had a match, you're not going to be able to do anything memorable. That's how that works. Hey, hopefully, hopefully he proves me wrong. I'm always open to being proven wrong. Um, the acclaimed Billy Gunn defeated Serpentico and Helico and Luther. I mean, just straight goofiness, scissoring, you name it. Bowens beat up Luther pretty good. Uh, I mean, the acclaimed to Billy Gunn are always going to be over, you know? So, uh, yeah. Uh, small. What was it? Small ass penises is what Max, Max Caster said as it really stands for. Yep. That's pretty good. <laughs> there was something he said about Angelico, too, that I can't remember that was pretty funny. Um, I don't have it. I don't know. I can't remember. But anyway, um, they looked like they were having a blast during this match. That looked like they, you know, they kept humping the air. It was like a a, a rib they were yeah. trying to do on the audience or something like. Lots, lots of goofiness going on here. They were being some goofs. We then jump to the stage where Renee brings out Jeff Jarrett's crew for an interview. Karen grabbed the mic, demanded Aubrey Edwards come out. Edwards came out with Mark Briscoe. AW this fucking whole thing is a nightmare, dude. I am not excited for this AW at all. AW won't sanction a one-on-one match between Edwards and Karen. Like, Aubrey's why are they doing this, Charlie? <laughs> Who smoked too much in the backstage area and thought this was a good idea? Uh, the same person that booked fucking Jake Hager. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, you know, the only person that's been added recently that's uh, going to be helping with creative, Charlie. I hate to say it. No, no, no. But, um... I, 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 no, uh, pretty much, yeah, it's going to be the Jarrett's and Jay Lethal against Aubrey Edwards, Mark Briscoe, and Papa Briscoe. <laughs> I think I'm skipping this match, bro. I think this might be the only AEW match I ever skip. Nah, bro. You're going to like it more than Hager Wardlow. I promise. That is... Un- that, see, that's that's insane. <laughs> that's There's no shot sure, a Papa Briscoe lo, 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 match gets me better. It gets me ha- more excited than a, a freaking Wardlow You're not versus gonna pop, Big Meat wait, match. Wait, is Sanjay Dutton the match or no? No, he isn't. Ah. That'd have been funny. <laughs> Maybe Sanjay Duck could have pulled it off. Okay, I don't all right, know. and then our first uh we get a real wrestling match. Um main event, Sky Blue, Nyla Rose, Britt Baker, Mercedes Martinez, four way for the number one contender for the AW World Women's. For what happened in this match? I did not it, it felt like for, for the match that was the main event, where where was this match? It felt like it went so oh, it all over fucking, the place. It was yeah, it was quick too. So we see Tony Storm and Ruby Soho backstage watching the match. Uh Marina Shafir interfered, tried to choke out Martinez. She had to chase her to the back with a kendo stick. Uh, Rose then had Martinez hung up in the ropes. Like this had all the drop. elements. Young star Sky Blue, really experienced Mercedes Martinez. Uh, Nyla Rose, really big heater. Britt Baker, top women's wrestling star. How did this not work? I don't I I thought it worked for what it was, actually. I, I did not like this match. They got the shit out of the way at the beginning. So pretty much... Baker then hits Martinez with a sling blade for a one count. Blue and Baker are exchanging forearms in the middle of the ring. Blue got a near fall after a really sick Enziguri. Uh, Baker then goes for the lockjaw on Martinez. At this point, Martinez is getting her ass beat. Uh, Blue added a half crab. Rose broke up the submission attempt. Uh, Blue and Baker uh, hit a double drop kick on Rose. Rose chokeslammed Baker and went for the pin. Martinez breaks that up with a running knee. Baker gave Rose a stomp. Martinez dumped Baker to the floor. Baker pulled Martinez out. Uh, Blue then snuck back in the ring, hit Rose with a code blue, and got the surprise, like, literally flash pinfall. Um, So Sky Blue pins Nyla Rose. This match was very, very fast, as you could tell. It was just, I, I actually couldn't believe it was over when that happened. There's a part of me that thinks they cut, like, four minutes out of the match, but I, 
I, they didn't. So, yeah, she teared up after getting the surprise win. Um, I was surprised at the result. Then again, I guess maybe I shouldn't be. I just I assumed Britt Baker was winning. But, no, uh, I mean I did as well, but I also thought the only other person that would win would be Sky. You know. Yeah, I. But but now you never know. Nyla Rose seems to always. I get mean, a Nyla title could. Shot. Get, I mean, it's always a joke, right? Yeah. Nyla gets the first title shot at New Champions, right? But you know, yeah. So, um, but, but yeah, former Ring of Honor champion and Britt and Nyla have both been AEW champions. Neither of them win. It's Sky Blue, fucking getting the big opportunity against uh, Tony Storm, who then paints the green L on the monitor. So, I. We just had this guy. You know, it's match. one thing to spray paint the people, but that's a monitor. That's expensive. Like, come yeah, on, bro, that's, that's gonna cost a little dough. Um, I, I, yeah, just a quick, quick, quick match. Um, but Sky Blue main event win over. Big I just, Baker, I didn't feel like I ever uh, felt like this match got going. I feel like it was too. Quick. I could, I could agree with that. I, I know what you mean. It, it was literally over. It also didn't feel fast. like there was any big build. Like they didn't feel like they built any big moves either. You know what I mean? Like. Yep. There was no Flash Tower victory. of Death, which they love to do those in the women's match, especially when they got Nyla in there to be the base. You know what I mean? Like, they love yeah. to do that. I don't know if they just tried to do something a little too different or if they wanted to try and showcase Sky more because it was her victory. I, yeah, I, not, I mean, most women's matches do work for me. This one, for some reason, didn't. It's weird. The ones that don't okay. usually are weird, weirdly, like, I bet, if, I bet if we rewatched this, you'd see what I was saying. Like, I don't think the match was, like, bad. I just, yeah. I didn't. I just didn't. It didn't really ever get me at some point to be like, okay. And I was really shocked, like you said, when when Sky won, but not in like the good way, where I was like, oh my god, Sky no, won! I, I was like, had to rewind. whoa, I was like, that's the I end of the match. Something? Okay, I, I thought like... I missed something. Yeah, but um, yeah. So that's it for this week. This is our final week without collision, guys. So I am pretty excited for next week, where we'll uh, we'll have our full actual brand of shows. So. Yeah, next week's episode will be out on a Monday. So it is our, our good brother Brady. His his bachelor party is happening next weekend. So a shout out our former podcast, Good Brother Brady. Um, he might be on. I, th- I think he's going to review Forbidden Door with us. So that'll be kind of cool. So we'll see how that Yeah, we should out. actually. I mean, I mean, we probably don't need to. But we should work out how that's going to work because you're going to be busy. So I don't know like how yeah, we're going to yeah, record. We'll do, we'll do the show. We'll do it Monday next week. Okay, so. that works. And then, um, yeah, so that's going to be fun. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm very 100%. excited to see how this all plays out. We only know one match on Collision. I don't know about you. I'm hoping we'd learn we'll, more. We'll, we'll get some announcements, I think, this week, yeah. I would imagine. Maybe. Any 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 hope for Andrade other than Will Ospreay? Any any hope? Like one-on-one match that's just kind of tickling I mean, your Roosh brain right now? has been like running this guy's faction for a while. Okay. Uh, maybe you put them against each other and say, "I, I got to put you down so that I can take control of this faction again." Fight for leadership. Okay. Yeah, I'm in. Uh, Miro, any any Miro off the top of your brain? Just you want to see? No, it right no. Put now. him against Wardlow, Barry Wardlow. <laughs> God, no, we we can't just go to a Miro title reign. Yes. No, no, no. I want Miro Jake Hager. Um. All right. Uh, next <laughs> no, you week do in, not. Next week in Washington D.C. Uh, you ready for this card? And I repeat, this is uh, the actual fucking dynamite. MJF versus Adam Cole, AW World Title Eliminator. AW Women's Championship, Tony Storm versus Sky Blue. TNT Champion, Wardlow versus Jake Hager. The Elite versus the Blackpool, uh, the Hung Bucks versus the Blackpool Combat Club. Sting, Darby Allen, Orange Cassidy, and Keith Lee versus the Mogul Embassy. Our first time ever seeing the four-way of the Mogul Embassy. So I have interest in all those matches. 
even even Wardlow and Hager, I give it shit, but it is still a title match. So, um, yeah. But uh, other than that, any uh, any burning thoughts before we uh, jump off for the night? Uh, Hartley Cameron can't be making jokes like that. That's just too far. It's it's it's, it's you know I, honestly on not on my Christian Minecraft server. Not on my Christian Minecraft server. That is all we heard. Um, I have my Andrade match. Andrade, Daniel Garcia. We'll see you guys next week for the full breakdown. You guys thought that was the end of it? 